Hello everyone, welcome to Talk to Business. Today's episode, we discuss the report live from the 2018 Conference in Chicago. This is a 90-minute discussion, and we invite you to call in 347-857-1319. All right, all right. We're back in the house again after a couple of weeks away. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. both of us are not in Sacramento. And I'm going to tell you up front right now, brother, I'm jealous. That's all I got to say is I'm jealous. And you just need to know that because, and I want everybody else to know that I'm jealous. Okay. So, but I, my brother co-host Carl is in, actually in Chicago at the uh, – Socialism 2017 conference in Chicago, and so uh, my brother's That's reporting right. back live, not not hearsay, right. not not making up news, but actually there. So thank you. That's right. That's How right. you doing, brother? Oh man, I'm doing good. Man, this is a great conference. Um, it's uh, a lot of young people. Uh, it's a lot different from the left forum conference that we went to two years ago. It's uh, uh, in many ways uh, uh, a really exciting uh, com- uh, conference. I'll give you a little more uh, after you do your intro, and I'll break it down for folks. With, with yeah, like. yeah. And hey, Carl, Carl, try to talk a little bit louder too. I'm not, I'm not quite hearing you. Oh, okay. A lot there. Okay. Yeah, but definitely, okay. you know. And I was just realized, Carl, that this conference is going on at the same time. They have an, um, a one, in, in, uh, I think in Germany, called Democracy in Europe Movement, uh, which is a response. And it says it's Democracy in Europe Movement, and it's, it's a response to the G8 or the G20 uh, conferences going on there. So in spite of a lot of people might not know, but in spite in addition to the, uh, all the, uh, uh, you know, all the, the heads of state in the G20 conference, there's an alternative conference proposing an alternative uh, future, right? So it's, right. it's really great to hear you got a Socialism 2017 conference, a left conference, and you got one. Uh, and I, I listened to one of the uh, the attendee, one of the, I think, organizers for that conference, and he's definitely on the left. Uh, I think he comes out of former Yugoslavia, uh, communist Yugoslavia, actually. And uh, mm-hmm. he comes out of, you know, out of that era. And uh, just have some really good things to say about, you know, we need to have a radical vision for the future. Uh, fuck all this, you know, European uh, neoliberal, uh, 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 neoliberalism and capitalism and all that. And, and, and this anti-climate uh, um, uh, stuff is going on. We need to have a serious real vision. And, uh, and right. it, it ain't coming from, from them. So, so yeah, so we, we're, we're, I'm so glad, man, that you were able to get... To, to go to the conference and uh, and, and just have some hands-on experience. I, and it was good to hear you say, because I was going to ask you already, uh, the first thing I was going to ask you, oh, is it predominantly young people or there are a significant amount of young people there? And that's good to hear, too. Yeah, it's, it's significant. It's the first conference in a long time that I actually went to where I would say majority are young people. Um, there are very few of us old heads. 
um, there were a lot of young activists, um, many of them part of the ISO, International Socialist Organization, from throughout the country, uh, from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. There were some folks from Santa Rosa, uh, San Francisco, um, you know, all, all over. So it was really, really pleasing to say that I would always, I would, you know, just make an analysis on it. Um, I would say it's about 75% young people, 75 to 80% young people um, mm-hmm. in, in, in attendance. So that that was great. The other thing is, um, just to let everyone know, um, we're in Chicago at the um, hotel uh, uh, agency, but um, if they, uh, uh, there's 1,200 people in attendance. This is 50% more people attended this conference than um, the previous conference last year um, and, and, and most. So um, there's a, a number of young people of color um, that's also present, um, which is really, really, um, really nice to see um, these young uh, activists who are really doing some stuff and making things happen um, uh, and, and listen to their stories. Um, it, 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 the conference itself, um, what was also interesting is that it, even though it's at the Hyatt Regency, um, McCormick, and I'm not quite sure where this is located in Chicago. I think it's, it's, it's near downtown, but it's not far from downtown. Um, what was most interesting about it is um, it, uh, it takes, it, it, the conference is so big that it took up parts of the convention center, and that's where the, they're selling books uh, from Haymarket Books. Um, they, I guess they have some relationship with that. Versal Books said, uh, and, but most of the books were from Haymarket Books. Um, so, uh, and, and many of the presenters were authors that you can go there and buy their books. So mm-hmm. that was um, um, really, really interesting. One of the interesting dynamics too is that uh, uh, at this conference, or at the hotel, we're sharing it with uh, Wounded Warriors uh, Olympic. They're having some Olympic events, so that was kind of weird. Be, you know, a rough conference having to share with the uh, uh, Wounded Now, they wasn't in the convention. They were someplace else. They have some Olympics, you know, runs. And all, they were mostly outside. So that was, that was okay. kind of uh, interesting. But other than that, it's been a really exciting conference. The first day um, took off at, uh, was a bang. Um, their uh, keynote uh, preliminary uh, that, um, uh, last night. Uh, was uh, Kiana uh, Yolanda Taylor. Uh, she's real powerful. She did a really good uh, uh, presentation on uh, fighting racism in Trump America. Um, she really broke it down. She's a really good author. She's the one that got the book from uh, Black Lives Matter to um, Black Liberation. Um, I strongly mm-hmm. recommend people get that book. Um, it's a really great mm-hmm. book. Um, really books, um, uh, in my opinion, she's the next uh, Manny Mirable um, to really get on the scene. Um, so that was packed. That was really exciting on um, last night. Um, I went to um, uh, two of the, work sh- the workshops, uh, um, 
which that panel, uh, one was a father taught me, the Black Panther Party and the popular mobilization, the Trump era, um, which was uh, uh, a writer who talks about a father in, in the Black Panther Party, um, which was uh, really, 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 really uh, interesting and insightful. And I'm trying to recall the first one I went to, but I don't see it or recall. Um, today, um, many of the folks, um, uh, uh, they had a lot of interesting um, panels, which runs from 9.30 this morning to 9.30 tonight. First one I went to was building our party. Um, this is with... Uh, uh, this is some DSA um, folks came out because they had one um, from Jackman and the DSA president on the panel, and uh, he, uh, they talked about electoral politics um, and, and what that means. Um, and then I went to one called Lenin and the Bolshevik Party. Um, that was more theoretical. Um, I just needed to know. I've heard about Paul LeBlanc. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, you know hear uh, what he had to say um, um, from his vantage point. And then um, I went to uh, the 40th anniversary of Kaputi. This is the Black Feminist Movement, and this is where Barbara Ransby and um, Barbara Smith, um, uh, uh, Sharon Smith, uh, 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 was present to talk about the the Kaputi Copper B River Collective, which is both this uh, first black feminist statement, um, uh, you know, kind of like demands and analysis, was the first Marxist uh, black feminist Marxist uh, statement that came out in 74, 73, 74. Um, uh, and that was really, 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 really powerful. But they have a mm-hmm. lot of interesting and powerful um, panels. Um, one on how do workers' ideals change. Um, one on uh, the lessons of Standing Rock. Uh, uh, how to disrupt uh, business in the deep state. Who's in charge? Um, where does profit come from? And how the boss rips you off? Um, was a really uh, interesting one. Land grab to big oil. The new scramble for Africa. Um, and a lot of what is interesting in most of the panels, even though most of them are authors, um, it wasn't deep theoretical stuff. Um, um, it was more or less um, how we can work through these problems and, and, and propose some strategy to address some of the issues of the day. Um, so it's more, um, you know, more concrete, it, uh, particularly in terms of just getting people to. Um, you know, uh, to look at the issue in a different way, how to struggle through them in a different way. Um, there were a lot of good questions from young people. Um, there were um, uh, uh, many. There were many. I don't say many, but uh, there were a few first-time um, uh, young uh, socialist uh, activists that had, you know just became part of ISO, which is uh, International Socialist Organization. Um, but to let uh, you know, our listeners know um, that the conference is uh, organized by um, uh, Haymarket uh, Books, one, also by uh, uh, Jacobin 
uh, two. Um, they were present um, throughout um, Socialist Workers and then International Socialist Review, and uh, a lot of the members who attended were from uh, International Socialist Organization. Right, right. Yeah, I want to let listeners know now. We, you know, we uh, uh, about a, I think over a month ago, we had um, a, a writer from uh, I forget the name of the magazine website right now, on top of my head, but. He came to talk about uh, the Socialism Conference, and he's one of the organizers. And so you can go back into our archives and uh, just do a search for Socialism 2017, and you also get, um, you know, you can look you can download that too. Now, Carl, you're not, you're not, you're, you're, you're not coming in really, really clear, but I, I think it's enough that it, you know, if the listeners want to stick with it, they, they can hear what you're, what you're saying. But I just want to apologize to people because he's not coming in a little, a little bit garbled in the conversation. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, but but it, it goes in and out. So, but you know, we we we're in we're here now, so we're we're cool. That's okay. That's okay. And then I also want to um want to let people know that uh, Carl referenced the um, International Socialist Review, which is a quarterly uh, journal. Uh, and when I mean by journal, it's not really a heavy like scholarly, even though scholars write on it. It's written for a general public. And you can uh, you can get that you can get that magazine. I know I get mine at, at Borders. Well, no, actually I subscribe to it now. But I used to get it at uh, at uh, Barnes and Nobles, right? Barnes and Nobles. So they look look like they have right. a pretty good distri- distribution around that you probably can be able to find it. So uh, so so yeah. So I mean that just letting people know that. And then also um, the one the organizer of the conference also said that. They would be making uh, videos of the conference, and so I'm I'm, I'm right. pretty sure that uh, you know a couple of weeks later they'll have uh, uh, videos of the conference online, so that I and other people who were not able to go <laughs> uh, to be able to go check it out, and uh, so get, you know do that because this this is you know this is so crucial at this time to see the you know you know me I'm always asking where's the left. Where is the left? And, and uh, it's so crucial to see that uh, you know that there is this kind of conference, there is kind of orga- this kind of organizing coming out. And I know that just having a conference is not going to make change to everything. But with the, I would hate to see us not have anything because that would be a whole other level of, of problems. And so this, and, and then I know the, uh, the Democratic Socialists of America, they also have uh, a, a conference. I think in Chicago. I think in August, I believe. Um, right, that, right. That's really that's really good. Right, and and, and I think um, um, much of that is going to be. Uh, they they also mentioned about them too, and one of the things that they brought out was that the um, DSA um, had a really large surge as a result of the, um, the Bernie campaign. Um, the membership rose to twenty three thousand. Um, oh wow! Uh, That's membership cool. is yeah, huge. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But even Hell, even yeah. that, even that, they were very humble to say that's still much too small um, mm-hmm. in relationship to you know what what the left could be. Right. And that that that, yeah. that was really 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 powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so we would be really really interested in twenty three thousand. I'm like shit. Yeah. I can I can I can talk shit now twenty three thousand. I can talk I can talk hell of shit. I got street rep. I, I 
right. some good numbers. That's man. right. That's you right. Know? That's right. That's a good number. That's right. <laughs> and 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 I see I see some of the stuff that I see them put on you know Twitter where I pretty much hang out in terms of social media. Uh, really good tweets, man. I mean, it's not even like kind of the kind of the more softy kind of DSA back in the day. I mean, it was some real good right. anti-capitalist, pro-socialist tweets that I've seen on there. Right. I need to I need to start retweeting them more in our in, in, on on our you know, t- uh, Twitter page um, because this is good stuff. Right? Real good stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they had um, a lot of uh, a very diverse. It's much more diverse now in DSA. So it's uh, mm-hmm. on one hand, you may have, um, as you described it, an anarchist, and then on the other hand, you know, some Marxist Leninist, you know, you know, Central Committee cadre type. So it was that was what was also. Really, really um, interesting too, um, in terms of that uh, analysis, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, which was really big to me because I thought that, uh, most of them would be, you know, predominantly uh, social democrat uh, reformists, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. it, it came across that way. Um, in the sense that there was discussion about the, you know. Uh, about the Democratic Party and what's the last relationship to that um, and what role is it to that. It's um, really interesting uh, uh, discussion, but, um, and I, I felt they kind of like missed the point on it uh, because it became the, you know, do you do, you do work inside the Democratic Party or you do, you know, math work or, you know, movement building work. And it, it became an either or. And we've oftentimes said you have to look at this stuff dialectically as to how do you struggle, um, a, a, a struggle through the Democratic Party versus mm-hmm. simply um, um, uh, either or um, kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, the vast majority of people, when they think of mm-hmm. politics, only think of the Democratic. Uh, I mean, you know, people who are in labor. Uh, people of color always think of the Democratic Party, and that's what it makes principally. Um, um, we have to figure out a way, you know, to develop a strategy to um, to struggle both inside and outside the Democratic Party to transform, to create uh, a new, well, you know, um, well, you know, you know, working class party. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, shit. I mean, the Democratic Party. Should be a workers' party. It should be the the, the party the, uh, of the left. It should be, you know, it should be the party of the people. I mean, it should be that. And 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 you know, unfortunately, um, it's not. That's what it should be. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to try to make the Democratic Party the party of the left. But the problem of it is, is its history and its ties to the elite, its ties to oligarchy, those kind of things, uh, make it that is that is not that. Um, so, so, but, but, you know, our position all along has been, you know, uh, you, 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 we have the, the kind of the luxury right now of choosing how you want to struggle with that. You want to struggle within it, outside of it, create a, a third party. I mean, the uh, the uh, Bernie's Our Revolution um, movement is is calling for a third party. So, and we, we people have been calling a third party for a long time, as you know. But that right. that's that's a necessary struggle that we're going to have. And it and it only gets it only gets kind of 
what can I say, resolved as the more we struggle. It, it doesn't happen on its own, right? It's not going to be some kind of, some kind of zeitgeist is going to happen, and it's just going to ha- magically happen. It's going to happen. What, what the, the, the final solution is, or what the, not the final, but what the, the, the uh, divisive solution will be, will, will come out of continuous struggle. So it will come out of the fact that now today you got 23,000 people going into DSA. You got, you, I think you said, 1,500 people at this conference. You got what's going, what's jumping off in, in Europe right now in terms of alternative right. uh, conference to the G20. These, these are the kinds of expressions, these are the kinds of things that have to happen in order to us to figure out exactly what the decisive move that we need to make. It, it, it's, it's still probably too early to get bogged down into, well, DSA is not revolutionary enough, or folks in 2017 didn't address this issue. We, we're too early for that. We got a lot of people that we need to, that we need to try to get into this movement and particularly young people. I'm serious. I mean, I'm an old mother. I mean, I'm not super old, but I ain't young either. So we need to get young okay. people just ahead of this thing, moving with this thing. We can depart whatever kind of lessons we've learned over the years, but it's, it's there. It's theirs to move forward with. And, and, and I made that crystal clear when I participated in, in Occupy. I mean, part of that is, you know, you guys can make – some of your own kind of decisions about where that's going, you know, because you got to bring some new flavor to it, some new analysis, some new insight. Now, I can tell you what I've learned. We can all do that. But um, ultimately, you know, it's, it's your direction. So, Kyle, let me, let me ask you this. The, uh, now, you said they had some discussion about uh, building, I think, building a party or, or, or a party movement. What, what was that about? Mm-hmm. Did they... What 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 do you hear people say about what we should be doing? You wait hold on. Hey, wait a minute, hold on a second. You're breaking up. Where are you are you outdoors still? No. I'm, yeah, I'm still but I'm I'm trying to switch. Maybe if you can move to I don't know if it's an area where you can move to that might get a better reception because you are you are facing yeah, now. Yeah, that's why. And that's why. Yeah, yeah. Go okay. ahead. Keep talking. You sound good. I, I, uh, then I'll okay. Go you sound that. a little bit better right now, but yeah, if you if you can Uh-oh. move and maybe see if we can get me a better reception. Um, yeah. That's but yeah, I know. I, I, if, if you can hear me, I'm gonna keep talking just for a little yeah. bit and then we'll let you jump right back in. But yeah, I was just wondering in terms of. Um, I'm always interested in seeing what people are thinking about in terms of, um, you know, what we sh- what the left should be doing. Even though I don't I don't expect or even require that we have a, a definitive answer about what we should be doing. I, I don't get caught up in that. I don't let anybody pull me into that kind of conversation for any any length of time. It's not, not not that I'm not interested in saying that one one approach is better than the other, but I'm not going to say that. I, well, if we can't do it, if we can't do it this way, we're not going to do it at all. I, I can't get pulled into that. To me, is that you know, if you want to right. be on the our revolution, revolution banner with, with with Bernie, or you want to be with the Socialist Workers Party, or you want to be with the International Socialist uh, uh, Movement, you know, you make a decision based upon your thinking and your and your your experiences and your your connections. So you you know you don't get bowed down, and then. You, you figure out how do you outreach to new people. Don't get 
don't get all uh, clickish. Because, you know, we did some of that back in the day when I was in the party. You know, it's like we got a little bit clickish sometimes. And, and so even right. though we were always right. out there. So, so yeah, so what, is, what are people saying about, you know, like how we should move forward? I think the, the, the discussion centered around, um, uh, I think to me, was some of the old debates and old discussions. Because I think part of the problem having uh, with the left is that the left, once you become radicalized, you seem to have um, the most fundamental and central path um, of the day ought to be, you know, mass movement. And so you start from there over everything else. And so what happens is um, you, you begin your, uh, your, your, your analysis and, and everything that is related to that from that point of view. And, and so it becomes a false dichotomy between whether or not you struggle um, to uh, uh, deal with the contradictions within the Democratic Party to build uh, a new um, uh, electoral party, or do you just simply abandon it and just simply work only on the mass, you know, mass movement level? One of the things that was um, uh, most interesting, at least they came away with, um, in my opinion, is that they at least acknowledge that it is an arena that we need to be engaged in. But the challenge has been. And um, uh, a challenge has been the vision. What kind of new electoral party that you want? And um, uh, I think Paul Heidemann um, uh, was was one of the presenters who basically, you know, finally alluded to the fact that we need to have a vision of, of you know, stop fighting for what we don't like about the Democratic Party, and let's fight for mm-hmm. what we what kind, what kind of electoral party that we want. That was Thanks. for me profound. That was that told me that the yeah. beginning to start the process of maturity versus the simple process of just simply saying, you know, the Democratic Party is is, is corrupt and it, it's controlled by the corporate interests and you know this and that. And we shouldn't waste no time with it. I mean, it, 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 I think the left is now to begin to have some level of maturity to move past the simple binary uh, understanding of electoral arena. In my opinion, we need to look, and also, and also the thing that was really enlightening for me, one, we need to stop thinking about the Democratic Republican Party in the same context as the uh, political parties in Europe which was, to me, that was illuminating, because they are correct. Um, and I, I don't know if that was, uh, I forgot which presenter mentioned that. The parties in Europe are real political party in the sense that you just don't just register to the party. You have to attend a meeting. You have to get some level of political education. The elected person who gets to be head of the party, there are consequences when you don't uh, follow or are in line with the political position of the, of the party. You can be removed from the party. You can't be removed from the Democratic Party. You can mm-hmm. register yourself in the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, but you can't, the, the leadership or, or the base can't even remove you if you 
don't, you know, speak to the platform of the Democratic Party. So mm-hmm. that was very illuminating for me to say we need to think of the Democratic Party as political machines, not parties. They're political right. machines right. with the sole purpose of getting people elected. They are not mm-hmm. political parties in the sense that they represent people's interests. And so we need, mm-hmm. part of the political political education process that has to take place around the electoral discussion is that we need to educate what exactly this Democratic and Republican machinery is, what a real political party is, and how do you raise the contradictions within the labor union, within the um, the African-American and Latino community to really struggle for a true working-class, people-of-color-led electoral party. I think part of that has to do with that new electoral entity, um, or I would consider uh, United Front Party, um, and and even though there's been some criticism uh, uh, in in Greece and the Mills and Spain, I mean, and, and others in Barcelona and then others, yeah, they have their pro- problems. They have their challenge. But one of the fundamental things that they were successful to do that we here in the U.S. is that the left hasn't been united enough. I think here is the first, I think, the seed for that. In the sense, you have Jackson and some DSA and, and ISO coming together to talk and have a dialogue. But that is not national. That's not all the different left formations and left. Uh, entities that are out there that can come together to build an uh, alternative uh, uh, electoral political party as a united front. It doesn't mean that you give up your your, your identity. You still can be, you know, ISO, you can still be SWP, you can still be all these other entities that that you are. But within the electoral arena, you're all one united front group to build a uh, you know, working class, particularly colored uh, uh, uh electoral arena to win uh, for political power. Um, and part of that has to do during the 80s and 90s with people that we don't want to fight for political power because every time we try to get somebody elected, they get co-opted and compromised. Well, mm. yeah, if you run within the Democratic Party, that's what's going to happen to them. If you run with no right. political platform and no accountability, yeah, that's what happens to them. But if you run as the one to learn, to learn how to govern, to get, bring certain concessions from the state, to, to force the system to, to the point where you have a major contradiction as to show people that the state, the bourgeois state, is no longer working for you and then it's time to move to the next level, Yes, they will always compromise. Yes, they will always uh, sell you out. Yes, these will always, you know, corruption, bureaucracy, and all that stuff will uh, happen. And, and, and particularly when you don't have an agenda, nor you don't have a vision. You just you well, want to run someone for office, and you don't have a vision for any for, for well, any and, more and than that. So. And, and, yeah, and, and that's one of the things, Carl. That's one of the things that uh, that I really picked up on with the Bernie movement and not, not again, not seeing Bernie the revolutionary socialist, but being right. one who is calling for a, a, a kind of, you know, a serious challenge to capitalism, a serious challenge to kind of national, national, national education, national Medicare. 
the, the, one of the things that the left has to do, be it any organ, be it an organization, any organization to me, needs to kind of learn about what Bernie did with building that website and building that platform. Um, we need to have. I think that we can, even though we don't always know exactly how socialism will look once the revolution takes place or, or as we have the revolution, you know, builds. I think that we owe ourselves and the people a a a a, 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 um, a explanation about a, a blueprint about how socialism could work in say 2020 or 2025. In other words, right. where would how would socialism specifically work? And that's what Bernie did on the website because if you remember, Hillary didn't even have the kind of stuff that he had until after he started getting popular. And she started changing up her site, right? So it was like he had very specific things about, okay, we want universal health care. Then he talked about, well, how is it going to be paid for? He talked about uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the criminal injustice, the uh, prison industrial complex. He talked about the, uh, the, the culture of violence, the economic violence. He talked about economic violence. He said, this is how we should respond to it, right? He gave very specific right. ways. That, that as if like if if I'm in, if, if if I'm president and we and, and if, if 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 my movement is in power, these are the things we will specifically do. And, if, and I think that if we can't if we can't give that blueprint, right, people are not going to right. get it. Now I understand that this is this is right now. I, I agree. You, know, you you really schooled me on the question about movement building is about. Expanding the movement, getting people involved. I totally get that. So you don't always get bogged down into, you know, the minutiae of specifics. But right. at some point, we do have to have a blueprint that says this is how we could have, you know, socialism in the in the in the first in the first half of the 21st century. This is what this is what it would entail. I think there's enough data there. I think there's enough information there. I think there's enough understanding about the economic system uh, in terms of in terms of in terms of what's holding us back, you know how it works, where the money flows, all that. You know, I, I, we certainly understand about the relationship between the economics and the environment. We understand the, the, the relationship between racism and social justice and economics. There's there's plenty of, that we understand now that we ought to be able to bring got a, 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 a even an entire website. That just like a, like a Wikipedia, a left Wikipedia, to just really <laughs> be able to speak to every particular way that socialism could lead, socialism leading to communism could work. I'm, I'm telling people right now on Twitter. I tell people right now. I'm like they ask me about you know capitalism. I said you know capitalism ain't nothing but about buying and selling shit. We, we live in a buying and selling for profit type of exchange. To me, that's primitive. It's primitive. It's a waste. And what I mean by that is that we, we can start rethinking how we produce things, how we exchange things under a new type of economic system. But we can't do it unless we can, we can specifically spell it out in a blueprint and let people, let people mull it over, let people debate it, right? And we can right. have some, like, some Wikipedia-type place where that's out there. And, and, and the closest I saw it was with the Bernie Sanders website, which I think is still up. And I still got to go back and reread some of that stuff that, because uh, I I I I'd archive some of those pages just in case they got taken down. Um, but that's the kind of 
kind of stuff that I can see an organization focus on and do. Because you can get you can get bowed down into talking about, you know, how we're going to respond to Trump today. How we're going to, you know, how we're going to respond to uh, what he does tomorrow. Well, how are we going to respond to the fact that he uh, is still president two years from now? No, we can get bowed down in that as opposed to uh, creating a, a blueprint for something different. And that's what I hear, like this conference, the response to the G20 was how can, you know, here's our response to how we would do it differently. Because the, the G20 is, they all confused, right? Because they all gangsters. Right. They all either they either gangsters or they work for on the behalf of the gangster oligarchy, right? So they all vying for territory. They all vying for their own political thrust. And then you know Trump in his little funky speech, uh, you know, pushed the whole thing about again about uh, white, basically a white supremacy speech about how West, you know, the European nation needs to protect themselves and build walls and shit, right? And, and talking mm-hmm, about we're gonna mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta we gotta, we gotta, we gotta help. You know, but we got to do this and, and build stronger families and build values. Motherfuckers ain't concerned about no stronger families and, and building values. Ain't, ain't, ain't. How can mm-hmm. you talk about stronger families and building values when you, you, you're against, you're not even supporting uh, a living wage, which, which really ain't, $15 an hour ain't shit. But how can you talk about building families when you're not talking about a living wage? You're lying. You're lying. If you, if right. you can't even talk about those points, then you are lying at best, right? So, but, but, but that's where they are. So we come and say we want an alternative, and there is enough information on all spheres, from, from the legal sphere to the economic sphere to the, to the social justice sphere, on all spheres that we can come with some, some specific recommendations. And I'm pretty sure it's already out. Some of that's already out there. You know, I just may not know about it. I, I know Black Lives Matter, matter of fact, had the website. We talked about that, you know, uh, uh, several months ago. And which they had built a website and spoke to uh, their vision, uh, or at least whoever put the website together uh, in that. So we need to be able to do that. Is, is do you do you feel like that this conference is is kind of addressing a blueprint, Carl, or is it more or less kind of dealing with kind of? And I'm not saying this is wrong, but I mean dealing with kind of like like current issues more or less. Do you think it's kind of giving a vision, or is it just kind of just stuck in there? It's an opportunity to actually talk about issues um, that, um, and, and to think about things in terms of vision. More or less, mm-hmm. not so much the vision about what socialism is, but more or less a strategy for change. So much of the discussion okay. centered around the, uh, how do we get there? What do we what do we need to do? Um, there was mm-hmm. one person brought up the discussion about. You know, uh, you know, you know, is revolution is violent or should be nonviolent? I mean, the, it was more of where do we go from here? The one thing that, yeah. I, if I could step back for a moment uh, about the point you made about uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign. One was that the Bernie Sanders campaign, um, you know, before the Bernie Sanders campaign, you remember uh, much of the discussion centered around that we should not get in the Democratic Party, that the Hillary Clinton machine had run this thing, and therefore we shouldn't waste any of our time. Remember that? And that yeah. um, most of the left should run for the Independent Party. You know, we were the few that said Bernie should get in 
as a socialist in the Democratic Party because it will have far more impact. Right. During the conference, that was raised that it did have that, you know, uh, it, it, it awakened a lot of people to the notion of socialism. It awakened a lot of people to the notion of, you know, being activists and connecting all the various movements. It did all those things. And I think, right. um, but I think there's a tendency to lapse back to just simply just movement, to, um, to just struggle around what you're involved in in your current affair, and that's it. Not to see the broader interconnecting picture, because that's the natural mm-hmm. tendency for people is like, I need to have it concrete. I need to see things. I need to touch and feel things. I don't need to, I can't see this thing from far off away. And so, but I, I think what this conference was grappling with is a strategy for going forward. Where do we go okay. from here? How do we struggle from here? Um, um, the Bernie Sanders campaign provided that opportunity, but we also have to look back and look forward. And um, it, 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 it was not, you know, when we went to the, the left forum, that was much more steep in theory. Um, there was a lot mm-hmm. of theory, even though a lot of debates in the hallway really got into some of these old debates, like, okay, y'all give it up. Those are old debates. Um, uh, but I think they were really trying to grapple with how we can build a movement, how we can build a movement for change and fundamentally change the society. For mm-hmm. me, that was refreshing mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I haven't heard that kind of discussion that kind of insight, that kind of grappling with issues since the 1970s. And there, mm. the, one of the speakers mentioned that, that, you know, you guys in the 70s uh, truly believe that, you know, you were going to have a revolution, which was true. That's how, I, <laughs> that's that's how most of us felt back then. You know, in 73, yeah, yeah. 73, 74, you know, uh, Nixon has, you know, we, he had uh, basically uh, was forced out of office. Um, the Vietnam War, um, the, 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 uh, the North Vietnamese had won. National Liberation was about ready to bust out all over the scene. Um, uh, Angola was on the verge of being liberated. Mozambique was in negotiation. I mean, the liberation struggles in, in Central America was on, on, on a cusp of winning. I mean, that's, we, we would think this is it. The world is about ready to be transformed before our very eyes. So for us, um, uh, the hope was, a, was much more present to, to us that we could we could see the possibility, even though it wasn't necessarily real. Um, you know, it, to us, it feels like it was real. Um, looking back, mm-hmm. I think it was, you know, uh, too optimistic. I, I think we should have well, been far know, we more just, sober. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people were young, and and then we we still right. we still were kind of the we still were kind of the, you know, we were kind of the the baby boomers of 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 the. Or the, right. the the children of of the of the sixties, where you had a revolution in Cuba, you had a revolution in Ghana, you know, you mm-hmm. had revolution in in China, you know. So so, <laughs> you know, you 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 know, you really felt like, well, damn, if, if they can have them, you know, it's possible, right? So I mean, you, right. that was not well, too far removed. It was not too well, far removed from from actual revolutions taking place. Um, you know, dec- uh, you know, like a decade or two. 
away from that time. So we, we, you and I are, are definitely a, a product for that. And so, but you know, we, we learned, we learned along the way and that it's not going right. to be, it's not going to be easy. And, uh, but I think one of the things that was crucial about this, 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 this went, you know, the, the election of, um, of, of, of 45 of the fascist or the asshole which I, which I always call him the asshole in office is that um, yeah. is that this this brought out the kinds of struggles that we needed to have. This this this, this right. does that. Now I, I I understand clearly that there are a lot of people that uh, uh, could, uh, that are already getting hurt by uh, his 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 um, you know his his him his being in power, and they're going to be potentially a lot more people. Being heard, there can be some serious uh, uh, environmental issues going on in this country. There can be some catastrophes going on by decisions that he makes. So I don't take lightly the fact that you know, well, we should have just let him get up there and, and and run everything. No, but I think that the real crucial thing is, and we can we can start we can start learning this lesson, you know, as soon as 2018, is that we we we, we can learn from the mistakes and we can see where we should be seeing where there's a weakness in, the, in, in, in so-called democracy in this country. We can see where there's a weakness, where our weaknesses have been in the left and, and what we need to do. That brings all that out, right? And so it, right. it, it really depends upon right. how we respond, how we respond going forward. And I understand it's very difficult, it's, it's extremely difficult to, to respond to some of the kind of forces that, um, are, behind, that are behind the asshole in office, that are, are surrounding him, that he wills a lot of uh, power, even though the, the GOP don't know shit about what they're doing. I mean, they're fucking up right. everything. Uh, but but right. even, in, even in fucking up shit, you still got eight individuals on this planet that have more wealth than half of the population of the planet. And, and, and the GOP protects those eight people, right? And, and, and a lot of the GOP right. wants to be in that same class, that same oligarchy, right? And we have the most oligarchy uh, uh, U.S. administration than ever before in probably modern times. There are more millionaires and billionaires in, the, in this government administration than, than in any other administration in modern times. And, and don't get it twisted. Even Obama may have worked for Wall Street, but he wasn't no fucking billionaire, and he barely was a millionaire. He might be a millionaire now. Well, I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire no. But he certainly didn't come in uh, with that kind of, uh, 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 you know, he didn't have that. He just didn't have it. And so be clear that he came from a different situation. And and that's not making an excuse for Obama. I'm just trying to tell you that's the difference, that what we got in power now is the oligarchy, and we need to be real about that. Uh, So so you're saying that mainly, though, is that they talked about the strategies in terms of, you know, how we should be doing it, where, where we should be going do you get a sense of uh, any kind of conclusions around that, or is it kind of just kind of no? I, I don't think. Yeah, it, it was just it was more of a uh, discussion and debate, and uh, I don't think even a debate. It was more of a discussion to get people thinking in that direction, because that that mm-hmm. has not occurred in a very very long time. So, what this is provided was an opportunity to hear some of the forward thinking thoughts. On, on a number of crucial issues. One of the things that was most interesting to me was uh, ISO is not a party, and so they, they made it perfectly clear. We're not a party, we're just an organization, and therefore we need to 
have a revolutionary party uh, at some point along the line. Um, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that, so, um, which raises the question, when do you have a party, a, a revolutionary party? I don't know there was a discussion about it. when is the material condition exists for a, a, a revolutionary party uh, um, that's, um, you know, a cadre Marxist uh, in a mass movement. I, I think one of the things, if you reread what is to be reread what is to be done, and you get a sense of the Russian um, Revolution uh, pre-1905. If you were to take a look at 1895 to 1905, what you will find is an explosion of, of workers' struggle, um, of mass movements, of marches and, and, and organizing, and, and demonstration that was taking place and popping out all over the place. Now, granted, these are um, uh, movements that, that came from the countryside in terms of, you know, peasant struggles who came into the country, from the countryside into the city, wanted to be organized. The conditions were horrible. And therefore, the, you know, they were ready to be organized. Um, but there was an explosion of, 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 of struggle uh, organization, which led to the question of we needed to have a revolutionary party. Um, we don't have that. We have mm-hmm. recent movements of, you know, Black Lives Matter, Occupy, um, the Women's March that took place. But we don't have a socialist-led movement that raised the critical question that if we are now on the verge of, of, of you know, really fundamentally changing and seizing the state. So that's not the question of the day. I think there's a couple of questions that we ought to ask for ourselves as, as, as socialists and, and, and Marxists and as a revolutionary Marxist. One is we need, we need to be in this period that is an opportunity that, that Bernie has provided to continue to provide um, education and raising people awareness about a vision called socialism. We need to continue to mm-hmm. do that in a mass way. We need to continue mm-hmm. to, to provide leadership and education and, 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 and skills for those who are coming into the movement to, to widen and deepen these struggles. We need to make sure that nonprofit organizations, and they brought this up too, um, which was really good. I was glad they did bring it up, is that these NGOs that are controlled, um, indirectly controlled by funding, whether it's through, uh, they get funding from the, the government uh, or they get funding through uh, philanthropy, through foundations, limits as to what the capacity and role that uh, uh, of, of building mass-based organization. How do you not make the what they call NGOs the fundamental vehicle for for um, uh, a mass-based uh, organization Wait, and, so and Carl, ultimately a So, Carl, what, so what are you saying? But the NGOs. You, I mean, you're talking about in terms of in terms of left organizations, or what are you talking about? NGOs? Uh, no, nonprofit or it's, it's not uh, NGOs, uh, non-governmental organizations. And in the United okay. States, they're mostly called nonprofit organizations. So, okay, so well, who, would be, who would be an example of that? Who would be an example of that? In, in, um, in, in I think. Let's see, probably um, a lot of the human rights, you know, MC International is one example. Um, On the West Coast, we we have uh, uh, different, like, worker centers or uh, the Arabaker for human rights, um, the um, 
uh, Youth Justice Coalition. They're all uh, created in the uh, formation of what is called a 501c3, a nonprofit. And most are funded not by membership base, but principally by foundations uh, that give them funding. Uh So NGOs are generally funded by some particular foundation or governmental agency. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's good or bad or indifferent. It's that that mm-hmm. cannot be your base upon which you build a movement. That should be right, your but now, support. But you know, that, that, was, that, that was one of the things yeah. um, in that book I was talking about called, uh, it's called Doing Democracy. The, um, it's a model for organizing social movements. And part of that was right. in, that, in, that eight, in that eight stages of movement building, right, that that mm-hmm. that these these uh, nonprofit organizations, um, um, you know, emerge right, and and and, and a lot of times they, they don't emerge for like selfish reasons. A lot of times, a lot of times it's because right. you really can't get any real work done unless you're, you know, right. unless you got a job doing it, right? You can't you can't right. go to work eight hours a day, have kids, and then expect to go do some build some party or movement. Shit, that is, I mean, we we been we both been in that, and that don't that don't work. I'm not saying. That everybody has to be employed in the movement, but I'm do saying that it's you know that, that those play a role, but but it's only right, like right. in this in this, in this matter, they, they want to play a part of a role. It's only a part of a role. Right. Not, they should they, play, they should play the supportive role, not the principal role. And what happens yeah, yeah. is that much go. of the work is got has been through those NGOs. I know on the left they have for a while on the left they says you know you can't build a mass movement using nonprofits. You know, so they have this whole totally mm, negative thing like with that. you can't have no association, so we need to be all volunteers. And they read these old books about in the 60s of how we used to do stuff, and you know, and they idolize and glorify the 60s. Well, I was back then, and, and, and trust me, that was a much different time. When I was got involved in, 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 the, in 1970, um, one, I can have a part time job. That could pay for my rent, my food, my school, and everything else. Right. Part time. <laughs> and right, then right. you yeah. work the other half of the time. That don't exist for these young people today. Right. That that reality doesn't happen. Those material conditions. We if I could even work even less if we put two or three of us live in that same house. So if three of us moved into and rented a place mm-hmm. I only have to work maybe two days a week, and that's it. And maybe half time mm-hmm. of that back in the you know the sixties and, and early seventies, and, and have enough to pay for rent and do all the stuff that needs to be done. And some people, see, because, see, in the because days, you 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 were hard you were hard you were hard enough you 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 committed class suicide. <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of y'all have committed no class suicide. Look, you commit class suicide. You put the people first. You know what I mean. No, but I got and, and, and even, but you know, and even that, even that money, even that money that I raised had to go into to my organization that paid for a full time staff person. So we, you know, we had a, you know, we call uh, pay dues or tribute, and that money went into to pay a full time staff person. You know, uh, back yeah. then, you can't do that now. You can't. You don't have right. a material basis. A highly politically conscious cadre of people who are willing to say, "Well, twenty-five percent of my income has to go to the to the party." That that ain't happening, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a no, much different material condition. Yeah. 
so that's yeah, why I mean, so, that's why these that's why these NGOs emerged. That's why these nonprofits came into existence because we needed mm-hmm. somewhere to support someone to do the work with when we could not support them in the long run because we didn't have the kind of um, uh, surplus resources that we could give to the movement. So it's a different time. I mean, a lot of these young people are carrying debt now when they get out of college. A lot of them. Oh yeah, living, you know, living the high rise rent. A lot of them, the food costs, everything is qualitatively different. So that's why you can't say you cannot do, you know, you know, if you get money for the for uh, from Bill Gates for your nonprofit, therefore you sold out to the system. Well, he got to eat. He got to eat. He got to so eat. They got to survive. And that's and that's and that's true. I mean, that's and that's and, and we, you know, like you could see, like. Uh, I think the color of change. I get a lot of emails from them. They always trying to raise right. money, but they always they always right. send an email about here's a, here's what we're working on, here's what we're doing, you know, and, and right. they ask for donations. And I and I get, I mean, I get probably a dozen dozen calls for donations every day. I mean, from the Democratic right. Party to Color of Change to you know Black Lives Matter uh, people, you know, and some local stuff. So I mean, you know, we yeah we, but it it cannot be done. You, you have like you said, people. You got college kids now that. Going to community college can't even can't sleep in their car. They don't even have a place to sleep. Right, right. seriously. And, and, and that's really a that community bad. college. And that's a community yeah, college. They sleep in their car. car. Yeah, they sleep in their car. And so and and so that shit is real. So yeah, so we have mm-hmm. to do. We do have to think about that. I, I think, I think that uh, did, did the. Um, let me ask you about this. Did the because um, I know uh, the people summit. I'm not sure if it went to place in Chicago, but did that. Has that come up? Because the the what I hear no, is that no, the, the, the our revolution no. people are, are 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 winning some local elections on different places. I haven't had a chance to investigate where those local elections are being won, but I've heard that that what Bernie said in his speech at the the People Summit that there have been that they have won local elections in different places, different uh, small places. So you saying that didn't that didn't come up at all? No, that that didn't necessarily. Other than the critique of uh, Bernie supporting, I, I think a candidate in the South that um, was um, uh, anti-pro-choice. Uh, so, um, oh, that it, was the guy. That was the guy that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be talking about right. And then people, people so, got mad at him for not supporting, not supporting right. one guy who lost. And which I'm now right. I see why he didn't support him. Basically, I thought this was right. research on him. Uh huh. Right. Okay. So, so I yeah. mean, there's. So, yeah, mean, yeah. So, so but, the, the, the well, challenge is, is that we need to put Bernie in. Bernie is not a, a revolutionary socialist. He is not yeah, that. No, no. Bernie not, is not, not the best. He, he is not. He doesn't come from the similar tradition that we come from. So the politics right. of his is not always going to be correct. And so the challenge for him, uh, for people, is to, you know, criticize him and critique him when you need to critique him. But understand that I think soon he will outlive his usefulness. I think he may have another maybe two more years. And then the burning phenomenon will fade. But let me ask you this. I, you agree. I mean, he's going to fade, certainly. But let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Do, do we, can we uh, get to a socialist revolution, you know, revolutionary socialism, without going through the things that, he, that he's really he's currently talking about. I mean, I don't because because like I mean, if, if you can't no. even get a, a, a society that can't even agree to do uh, national uh, uh, single payer 
nationalized health care when other industrialized nations have done that, how in the fuck can we even talk about socialism? I mean, we can talk about it, but I mean, you know, how can we even hope to even get anywhere near that? Yeah, and that's a great point because that was the point that was made. That mm-hmm. uh, if nothing else, we need to be, uh, unite around and focus on single payer. Make that the yeah. united movement. Yeah. Uh, and if we yeah. can't do that, what can we right. do? And so, um, and, and that was brought home over and over again. That was, you're right, that should be the, the principal focus. And I agree. I think one of the challenges for the left is, um, which has oftentimes been difficult, is that we don't organize around an issue. We organize around a man or a woman. And so what happens mm-hmm. is we get caught up in the celebrity, um, you know, who's the most articulate, who can, you know, you know, get the most media play. The left has to say, this is our issue. Right now we're singly focused, but we're going to unite as many people possible to to struggle for single payer. The issue of our single payer should, should be used as a vehicle and as an avenue to talk about socialism in a, in a, in a society. Because one of the questions that the single payer will call into question is why, why should insurance companies make a profit off yeah. of health? Right. You know, right. should health be a profitable thing? So, and then you, then you trans, um, trans, uh, for uh, other issues, why should people make money off of food? Why should people make money off of clothing? Exactly. Why should people make money off of housing? So y- you use that as a national focus. You don't begin or end there, but you use that as a way of of testing your capacity that, um, and, and your resources and your political analysis. I mean, I, so I that you I, begin I to talk about other things. I, I, I want to highlight this because. I think that that would change the dialogue. I, I remember again on Twitter again, we was I was responding to somebody who wrote that says, um, you know, somebody was responding to somebody who, who defended single payer, and this person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, said, well, why should my money go to somebody else, somebody else's healthcare, right? And so I responded back. I said, you do realize when you pay for private insurance that that, that money is being used to take care of other people. I mean, you do realize that, right? And then, then if you ever get sick. Uh, you know that that money, the ultimate money, will be used to take care of you. So I mean, so I'm not even sure. Sometimes I'm thinking people don't even. And he didn't, he didn't respond back because and when you people don't respond back, you pretty much know they, you know, you, know, you got them, right? And so right, like, right. Um, I, I think that to me is is again, you know, because I'm just trying to be hopeful. You know, I'm shit. I'm that's just me, Carl. I, I just try to have a ray of fucking hope, dude. Because <laughs> some days I'd be like, I'm, not, I'm like, fuck all this shit. People are too stupid, too dumb. We ain't getting nowhere. We're gonna blow each other up. But but my optimism is that is that I look at the single payer, even though there's a, a whole string of other issues, the uh, uh, things that we need to address, uh, even even uh, even nationalized education. But if you got single payer there, that would demonstrate to people uh, what socialism right. can can be. And we can again, I say, just like like Bernie tried to do. We build a platform, we build a blueprint based on that. And like you said, if, if people can see why we shouldn't, have, we shouldn't have to pay for, at least not pay individually for the high cost of, of, of Medicare, that we should get it into a collective pot so everybody's taken care of. We should, we should right. push to, to decrease the profits that the pharmaceutical companies are making and the medical industry is making, right? I mean, people are making fat mm-hmm. money 
It's like, like they're like a drug dealer and shit, because they know that they you need they they want what you need. That's the reason why people are right. getting all fucked up around this um, opium. What do they call that? Opiates or whatever it's called. Opiates. Uh, yeah, opiates. Oh, opiates, right. People all fucked up around that because there was some money to be made and them motherfuckers are making it. So in, in, in a right. single pair, in a single pair, you don't, in a single pair, you say, no, we're not going to be more scientific about that. We're going to say, no, this shit's getting out of hand. We're going to have some regulations about what is being distributed, right? We're going right. to focus more on, pre, on preventive care, not just not just, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta be, like, hurt. You got to be, like, almost dead to go into, to, to get any medical care. No, we're not going to wait till you're almost dead to go into the emergency room. We're going to try to, we're going to try to push people to, to take care of themselves before that to reduce the need of going to the hospital. We're going to fucking have commercials. We're going to have these stupid-ass commercials about buying some bling-bling shit you don't need. We're going to have educational commercials that say you need to take care of yourself. Physically, mentally, right. you know, all that. You know, you need to fucking eat right. Stop being so fucking fat. And I don't mean to come down on fat people, <laughs> but I'm just saying that fat, being fat ain't healthy. I'm sorry. Now, I mm-hmm. understand that mm-hmm. some people got a big body. I'm not talking about people with big body. I'm talking about people who eat too mm-hmm. fucking much. All right? I'm talking about people mm-hmm. like myself who don't go to the doctor enough. Right? And so those are the kind of things that I think we got to have that to just show people Look, this is a this is a way a little bit of how socialism would be, right? And right. we can do the same thing for housing. We can do the same thing for education. And if you still want to mm-hmm. privatize your bling bling, all right, go try to privatize <laughs> your bling bling, right? We ain't got nothing to do with that, right? right? If you want to right. go out, you right. want to have your right. bling bling, and you want to spend your money, go get your bling bling. That's fine, as long as it ain't out of somebody else's pocket. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But uh. Right, but I, I don't know. No. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still wondering about the I Revolution thing. I want to, I want to investigate them and see what they're about more. I, I think, I, all, I think, I think all of that is good. I think um, as long as a, a lot of these different movements and activities continue to exist, it provides a place for people to be engaged, involved, and be a part of something. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, no one single. Um, uh, issue should uh, simply say this is where everyone is, and if you're not, you're not part of the movement. I think the, the right. thing is, is that we need everyone in all of these different areas and, and, and continue. Mm-hmm. We do need to address the question around electoral politics. What does that mean? How do you build a strategy? How do you organize? How do you, you know, dig deep? How do you, what does it mean to govern? What does it mean to, uh, to strategize? Um, what are some of the challenges going forward? Um, uh, uh, those, those are, are, are How do you do a mass movement, make a wide, deep, and, 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 and sustainable? How do you do that in the period of '45 and neo-fascism that is stripping away, you know, uh, people's rights and, 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 and making conditions a lot worse? How do you survive during this difficult period? Do you do part underground or do you do part above ground? All of those questions have to come into play, and all of that has to be up for discussion. One of the things that that was missing, I think, during the 90s and early 2000s is that we don't debate. We don't talk. We don't struggle through critical issues. We think, oh, gosh, this is too hard. This is going to alienate. This is going to hurt the person's feelings. We need to get past that. We need to struggle. Struggle mm-hmm. makes movement. 
it's not that we got, you know, that's your opinion and, and I have my opinion and we just do. No, your opinion is wrong. So let me struggle with you around why your opinion is wrong so we can move past, you know, and, and move the movement to a higher level. Let me tell you. Well, you know, something, but, I, I, but the, thing, the, thing about that, the thing about that, though, Carl, is that one thing I've noticed, man, I don't know if you noticed it or not, and maybe, maybe it's a different type of flavor or a different type of mood in right. this conference. But 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 when I like when I attend, attended my daughter's um, uh, graduation and and also just I, I, you know here on on the social media, you know a lot of these young people man have a lot of pain. You know, and, and remember some of the meetings we go to, you know, around the work that we do, you know, uh, in the Central Valley. Um, I mean, you know, you, that notion about you know people feeling that pain and, and, and trying to trying to deal with that, and I think that's probably the reason why a lot of times you can't have these serious debates because you know. I remember back in the day we had we had a lot of I mean fuck man we have all nice fucking debates dude we have like we go and and, and they just go on infinitum you know what I mean and and people get hurt I mean not physically hurt but they would get you know right. emotionally um, uh, um, distressed about it and, and and you have to really figure out you know how are you going to manage that you know how are you going and I learned uh, just just you know how to protect myself you know because we were right. getting into it right. And so I think yeah, I, probably when we talk about I, debates, I, we just maybe try to have it in a more constructive way. Maybe have constructive debates yeah, that, no, I, that can you I know, think we should have you know, healthy debate, not yeah. um, hurtful debates. I think we should have healthy mm-hmm. debates. We should have mm-hmm. um, not debates that, you know, you know it, from a Eurocentric model, it's like I'm, I know the truth and you don't, so I'm going to cut you down. Um, and then right. I'm going to wear you down. So I, I'm not saying that kind of uh, Eurocentric model. I'm saying a model where you have the discussion, you provide the facts, you work through, and you recognize that people are at different levels, and you both theory and practice, not debate alone, but practice, reality mm-hmm. helps move people along. So you, you needed to have a much more dialectical approach to what we, what I would call healthy debate. Now I understand yeah, a lot yeah, of people have pain, um, and, and you know whether you know trauma and pain. Um, but that, the people make the assumption back in the, in the day that we didn't have pain and trauma. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of folks oh, yeah, dealing with trauma. You know, you know, you know, somebody got shot. It, it, they act like getting shot is a new phenomenon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's more of it, but it ain't a new phenomenon. In the hood, right. so in the hood, right. it was always there. So uh, the the trauma of of of, of you know, your mom getting beat down, or trauma alcoholism, all this other stuff existed in those days. The question, what we did wrong, is we submerged them, and we didn't want to talk about them. And so, right. uh, I think one of the the the, the thing that uh, that is. I think it's positive today is that at least we we bring it to the surface. We talk about them. We integrate them in as part of our analysis as to why you know patriarchy plays such a role. Of, you know why your your dad beat your mom. I mean you could talk about it in that broader context and to how that impacted mm-hmm. you and how you view you know view view things. So and then how do you uh, work through? Um, uh, using restorative justice to resolve some of those issues and work through those issues and, and find a balance. So I think yeah. that's a healthy contribution um, to our movements today. I just think it becomes an end-all, be-all 
um, like the days when people used to get caught up in these conscious awareness thing, and that's all they want to do, and no work. You know, I want to go to a meeting, do some conscious ready, and they said, okay, let's go out on the picket line. Well, but, you know, I, 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 I can't do that today. Uh, I, I, I got something to do. You know, you can't find them jokers. But when it came to some conscious racing stuff, man, I'm down with you on that. You know, so when it came to, so I'm, I'm just simply saying we have to have a balance. And that's what the part of, um, in Miles talks about the correct handling of contradictions, is that we, we need to work on that. Is how do you do that balance with all this is going forward? But at the same time, never lose sight of the vision of where we're going. We're trying to bring about a revolutionary change. We're trying to bring socialism into existence. Always keep that, you know, you know, as we say in the African-American community, always keep focus on the North Star. Stay focused. Mm-hmm. Do not get lost in the midst of the dark. dark. Yes, the, the, the slave master got the dogs chasing you down. Some of you ain't going to make it, you know. But at the end of the day, the North Star is our guide to freedom. And that's how we have to have that similar kind of focus, is that socialism is our North Star. And, and we will catch a hell of a lot of, you know, shit going along the way. And there will be some people's lives will be destroyed in the process, but we have to remain focused on, the, uh, on, on that part of the, uh, 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 of the story. Yeah. So I, I think that's what well, gets lost at times. The, the, uh, for, for, those of this, for those still hanging in there with us, um, there is, um, if, you, if you want to go on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure it's on Facebook as well, the uh, hashtag is uh, ha- the hashtag is Socialism 2017, one word hashtag. Um, and, and I'm looking on here now and uh, see a lot of tweets on there. One, one of them is, one Twitter uh, person is calling for um, Amy Gooden to be president in 2020. Uh, but but uh, they 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 they, talk, they did talk about the, uh, the 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 top tweets are, are you know um, in reference to uh, the first day of the conference when you had uh, uh, the sister um, uh, that you referred to uh, I'm, I'm not pronounce her name but but um, you know her her speech and yeah and so yeah very powerful and so you can you can get a little bit of a flavor about what's going on there uh, by going to uh, Twitter uh, or Facebook on the hashtag socialism 2017. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of, uh, a lot of retweets um, in here on that. I mean, it's, it's cause it's really talking about the conference as well. I mean, there's a lot of other issues that are going on uh, that people are tweeting about um, and uh, engaged in. I, 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 any more now, Carl, I mean, I'm, I'm on here every day because this is kind of the kind of one source of, of, of getting quick news and staying up right. on, on the trends about what's going on because there's so much shit going on so quick, so fast, right? And uh, right. Uh, it's, so it's very, it's very important that, um, that we all find platforms uh, that, that, you, that you trust or that you can um, understand and use to, to keep you abreast because uh, the, the stuff is moving really really fast and a lot of a lot of decisions are being made um, right now that's going to affect uh, generations uh, to come. So 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 Carl, what uh, what organ, what workshops do you have? Work, do you know about the workshops that you plan to go to? I know they're like yeah, two more days there, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, um, yeah. So so, so what so, else? What else are you so, trying to go to? 
Yeah, I, I, what I plan to go to, let's see here, uh, Saturday I plan to go to um, one called Slavery and the Origin of Racism. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Why We Need a Revolutionary Party. Um, oh, wait, let me, let me stop you on that. Let me stop you on that. That was, a, you know, was, did you hear about the, the uh, thing that happened on social media uh, on the 4th of July, right? Um, uh, that's, that's, no. Uh, that's Malia's, uh, Obama's daughter's birthday, right? <laughs> oh, so people no, were, I didn't know that. So, yeah, so I didn't either, right? And so black, what they call quote-unquote black Twitter, or, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were, were wishing her a birthday and bunking the whole 4th of July, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and and it was interesting because it, it was a really big thread that they, they happened and a lot of a lot of retweets a lot of back and forth and so I got on there and, and shared uh, what's his name Gerald Horn's book about about how you know the American Revolution was really about maintaining slavery you know what I mean what? so why the fuck Plain did I want to like why would I want to honor a day that's going to maintain my people's enslavement right but right. I just thought that was just really interesting a lot of young people like. Yeah, we finally got our day, and it's going to be Malia. I think it's her, it's her name. Her name Malia Obama. I think it is. Yeah, Malia. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, that's going to be a Malia's day, right? And, be, right. Right, and of course, the white folks, white folks on there all pissed off. And then one of your own tried to get on there, and he tried to be all like patriotic and shit. And like nobody listen to you, Holmes. Shut up. You know, like it's so. <laughs> um, you know, anybody listen to the white folks, right? But the white folks, right, they, got right. all, they got all fucked up, Carl. Oh, you know, how could y'all say that? How could you do that? Blah, blah, blah. Why do you got to go there? That's, that happened a long time ago. No, motherfucker, it's still happening right now. It's still you know happening. what I'm saying? I ain't going to sit up here and celebrate. Why am I going to celebrate a, 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 mm-hmm. a so-called revolution, a so-called revolution that enslaved mm-hmm. my people? Matter of fact, Horace will right. tell you that the reason why the, 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 the struggle began in the first place is because they thought, that 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 England was going to was moving toward abolishing slavery, and they didn't want to right, abolish. Right. You they see what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to sit up here and celebrate mm-hmm. that bullshit. Hey, that ain't no <laughs> fucking revolution. That was that was that was just bringing uh, 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 enslavement from one place to the next. That's all. That's, That's all. Right. That's and you don't want the, the white folks, the, the white slave owner, they want to send money back home to the king and queen. I get that. You know, they want to, like, they thug. So they're like, well, no, we just, well, we'll keep the money ourselves. And so they're that's like, right. that's, that's what the struggle was about. Shit. Fuck everything else. Right. <laughs> you right. know? So, and it, it, was, it was also, it was also, and I think um, Joe Horn uh, alluded to it in his, in his book, but there's uh, uh, Eric Williams talks about, he has a book from um, Christopher Columbus to Castro. He talked about, yeah. Um, during that same period, um, uh, you know, because, uh, I forgot, 1776, but just right there from 1700 to 1776, there was an explosion of all these um, slave owners in the Caribbean area, in, in, in that part of Cuba, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is now Cuba and Honduras and all those other places, the, the slave owners wanted to break away from the British um, uh, uh, so they could have control of the resources. Mm-hmm. And they were using the French Revolution as a basis to say we're going to be separate. 
and um, mm-hmm. and it gave impetus to the slaveholders in the United States to say, well, if they can break off and cap and control of their wealth, why can't we do the same thing? Because we don't want to have right. our wealth going back. So Great Britain, right. of course, in, within Great Britain, there was the, the emerging of the abolitionist movement, you know, uh, not so much the abolitionist movement, in the slave trade movement. And so um, um, they were freaking out like, oh, my God, we ain't going to have no more slaves. We ain't going to come into the the Americas, and our our wealth is going back there, and we want to have more control. So so in the Caribbean, they wanted to have control of their resources, their taxation, their, you know, the infrastructure and everything. And that gave impetus to the U.S. Uh, slave owners to say, "We want to be, you know, want to be separate from um, mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, British Empire." Um, so th- the whole Fourth of July um, had very little to do about, you know, democracy. If, if it wasn't for Tom Paine pushing a lot of this stuff, there wouldn't have been not even uh, 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 was, was not that. Uh, the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights was, was mm-hmm. the result of, of, of Tom Paine. And, mm-hmm. and they knew the slave owners didn't even have enough support to even seek independence. So they, what they did is they got a, a lot of the small farmers and even some non-property owners, uh, white non-property owners, to support their independence movement in order to get on and say, well, we'll give you guys some rights and, and so forth. Uh, uh, going forward, because they knew they didn't have the enormous amount of support even to separate. And, and, and so the whole thing about the whole, you know, American Revolution has a lot to do with not the so-called taxation. It had a lot mm-hmm. to do that the slave owners wanted control of their wealth, and they wanted to decide where their um, their cotton and, and, and tobacco and, and other goods, who they would get, who they would ship it to. That was a big struggle, mm-hmm. in the, even in the Bahamas, as to where they were going to ship their goods to. Should they be have a, would they be forced only to ship it to Britain, or they be forced to ship it to France, or they be forced to ship it to you know uh, to Belgium? And they wanted mm-hmm. to be able to have that same rights to do the same. So. This whole thing about yeah. you know Fourth of July and Vickers, that's that's all about keeping slavery and and, and their that's economic uh, system of being that's protected. It. So and, and, and you got to be I, clear I, I, at, at the end of the, at the end of the day, what, that's that's white supremacy. At the end of the day, white supremacy yeah. is going to take care of itself. It will mm-hmm. it will take out anybody and everybody if, if it feels right. threatened. And and that was that's what you get even to this day with that asshole that's going right. to speech in Poland. That, that's that same type of rhetoric that he did. He talked in Poland, you know, is the same shit that was back then in 1776. Best believe, yeah. right? And it was it was a, it was a big yeah. squabble between the British and 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 the quote unquote Americans, right? But uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same type of mentality, man. Same type of fucking mentality. So well, I, I well, didn't well, touch well, on about which you know. But I just wanted to, I yeah. wanted to add. Yeah, I want okay. to talk. I want to talk about the the recent visit of uh, forty five to uh, the G twenty. Um, it, it, I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on, but the basic thing that is really happening in terms of the current um, of change that has taken place um, among the imperialist power from nineteen ninety five mm-hmm. to I would say two thousand and eight. Um, Europe and the United States were one. 
Um, and right. in, in fact, U.S. since the World War II basically controlled the economy uh, and to a certain and to a degree the politics in all the European um, uh, uh, country. It's, um, and so Europe, when they went into um, Euro market in the 90s and they created the Eurozone and the Euro, uh, Euro market, they wanted to have one united um, uh, European uh, country or nation, like the U.S., many states but one, mm-hmm. one, one nation. That is all falling apart now. Um, that is all right. collapsing. Um, mm-hmm. So Great Britain is, is going out on all. Germany has stepped up to being the major uh, major influence. Uh, the other Spain, Italy, um, uh, Portugal um, used to be called the pig. Um, were, are, are economies that are in a major slump. Uh, all of that is going to come apart. But once United mm-hmm. Europe is, you know, I, I think is is beginning no more. But it also is a testament that this is the, the recent rise of Russia that it is now coming back as a major. Um, I wouldn't say a major, but it's a, it's a rise of Russia coming back as an economic power that it wants to be. It's, I mean, it's got lots of weapons, um, nowhere near the U.S., but it has more weapons than India or, and, uh, and most yeah. countries. That it wants to be yeah. a major player. So what this is really is saying is that once there was one united um, uh, capitalist world market, that is actually coming apart. And uh, this is what I think the G20s are trying to hold together. At the end of the day, I think it's all just collapsing um, in the long run. And they may still try to salvage it. The economic crisis put a jolt into that. But I think at the end of the day, um, I don't see it uh, sustaining one United Eurozone and the U.S. Oh, no. um, mm-hmm. um, I think it's the place. They- the, the interview that uh, that uh, Democracy Now, if, you, if, if and those of you haven't uh, had a chance to listen to it, go on Democracy Now, and uh, they, she, she interviewed one of the protesters and one of the leader organizers of the Alternative Conference. Uh, he said pretty much what you were saying there, you know, that the G8, the G20, understand the G20 doesn't even know what it wants anymore. It doesn't even believe in right, itself. Right, right. Right? Nope. And, right. And, um, and, and, uh, and, and because of these kind of, these kind of uh, divisions that you're talking about, and and it's not even you know we ain't even got to you know the role that the China the China beginning to play um, and, and and how that's going to change things and then we got to deal with the shit with North Korea whatever the fuck's going to happen with that shit because it's, it's scary crazy uh, but but yeah no it, it's just a new day and and, and the question about yeah. the environment is one of the crucial crucial ones but it's also the question about you know uh, dem- real democracy because he he said that. The guy on Democracy Now said, being interviewed, he said he thought it was a, it was not, it was a, a dystopia going on in, in, in around this conference. In other words, there was so many police, so many, so many attacks on, on people trying to protest that it mean that you know all, all the protests that he's gone to, he's gone to several of them. You know the Arab Spring, the you know the Occupy. I mean, this why he was, and you can see it on a lot of the clippings that Democracy Now showed. That you can just, you know, just, just the viciousness of anybody, any people protesting, right? So, so basically, you're trying to get again. The oligarchs are trying to use their power, right? They're trying to, they're trying to really use their power and trying to maintain and control it. That's the reason why you see so much resistance 
even to, I'm not trying to get back to the, the thing about single payer, but that is the reason why you see a lot of resistance to single payer because if you if a single payer wins in the way that we want it to win, the, the way we want it to come about, it, it, it sends a signal to the, uh, the 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 elite, right? The the the, the oligarchy, right? That their their days their days are numbered. That people are coming after them. It's clear that people know that eight eight individuals. Own more wealth than the than half the, the the fucking population, and why in the fuck is that happening, right? And then what is happening with the decisions being made that are affecting the uh, climate change that can that's going to be seriously de- detrimental, not only now but uh, in, in in the coming uh, in the coming ten 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 years. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some shit jumping off. That's what I'm telling people. Seriously, stay woke. Seriously, stay woke. We we got about a minute left. Yeah, and one of the things that the people really should look at the, 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 what is taking place at, uh, in Germany, as you described, two things. One, this is a new level of, of struggle that people are, are engaged in, and they're fighting back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're going to see more of that um, uh, against capitalism and, and the rest. And then on the flip, on the other side, the... Um, the, the ruling class is going to come down much harder um, and m- much more aggressive. So you're going to see, you know, water cannons and, and, and the rest riot police more often in a sense like what's just recently taken place. So it's a, a, a level of struggle that's taken up enough, you know, yeah. not. Yeah, definitely, and definitely, and, and it's and it's a good thing. It's, it's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing too. I mean, it's going to be a lot of struggle, a lot of. A lot of people are getting hurt. A lot of people are dying, but it's but it's just it's, it's a necessary struggle. Hey, look, man, I, I really appreciate. Uh, I know that it's, it's probably hot there in Chicago. I appreciate uh, you coming, taking the time, to come on the show and give uh, us not- a taste of that. And uh, I think we'll we probably won't be back on Monday, but we'll be we'll try to be back on the following Monday. Uh, but I'm gonna right. come right back in town. And you're gonna be tired as hell. I gotta catch up on a lot of shit, and I gotta catch up on a lot right. of stuff too. So we'll we'll hopefully get back on. A regular week to week thing uh, as, as soon as possible. Definitely by the end of the summer, for sure. We'll get back on the week to week. So appreciate it, brother. Thanks a lot for coming on, okay? Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care now. See you next week.